Oh, hello. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted source for all things Ashes of Creation. I'm your host, C. Morgan. I'd like to welcome back our Pathfinders. Daedalus, welcome back, buddy. Howdy. Basil. What's up, my dudes? <laughs> Pasha. What's up, gamers? It's good to be here. <laughs> Wandering Mist. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Yo. So let's talk about the rising tide. You know, you guys know oh, that yeah. quote, right? A rising tide raises all boats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no. you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Damn it. Trying to do something inspirational and these guys just right off the rip. What was it? We What is it you all were calling this previously? Pathfinder what? Where you're out to get Sim, basically? What is it? Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah. We're just I mean, you've the trolls a couple of times, but I don't know if that's... <laughs> we're, just, we're just here to sabotage your whole thing, That's Sam. fine, that's fine, that's fine, okay. <laughs> sabotage the rising tide. One raise inspirational quotes. <laughs> <laughs> one has to craft them on his own, right? Yo, man, I got... <laughs> I got to say thanks so much to to literally, I don't know, man, I, I like reflect on looking back and 81 episodes, man. I just, damn, I was like actually talking to my brothers the other day. We have our bro day on like Fridays. We get together, hang out, chat life, have, you know, fun times, watch movies, do whatever, drink sometimes. Um, and we, uh, we had a, we had a nice weekend. I was like sitting there talking to them about it and looked at the amount of hours that actually is and i don't even want to like talk about it but that's like a lot of hours man i just realized it it was like a epiphany moment yeah. you know it's just like damn and then it was it was just a, a good feel good because it got some really awesome feedback from the community on youtube barros much love homie like he has been watching this show from the beginning and like a lot of long time uh pathfinders that have watched even back when it used to be called the simcast and i had no idea what i was doing as a content creator or as really not so much a content creator but as somebody who's going to do any kind of youtube content or podcasting like i had no idea what i was doing man and you know i've learned a lot through doing this show uh it's helped me to form a second show which is looking for more on thursdays you know the the more general gamers podcast <laughs> and uh yeah you should definitely check us out there some some same <laughs> names and faces occasionally still waiting on some of the uh, the OGs here to drop by one of these days on that one. But that is on a weekday, so it's <laughs> a little more difficult. But uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, Barrow said uh, your heart and your vision for your channel, how classy you are. FYI, this is Barrows. He was saying love you, Sam. And I was like, dude, that was that was just. That was nice, man. I don't know, man. That felt real good. <laughs> that that felt really good, dude, because I, I work really hard on this and it's just it, it means a lot, man. So much love to you, too, homie. Uh, he did leave a, another comment, which we'll talk about and tie into some of our community discussion points. But why don't we talk about the uh, why don't we talk about the uh, creative director's letter? I know it wasn't a whole lot to it. Main takeaways. I, I got one. But yeah, what about you guys? Uh, you yeah. start, Sim. <laughs> what did you take away from it? Uh, well, I just got the one since we've we've all been following everything going on. So a lot of what was in that was basically stuff we've talked about already, like yeah. the mm -hmm. housing item, right? That we're getting with the gateway. Uh, the um, we've we've got the uh, discussion around on there about showcasing the PI test that was put on YouTube. 
talking about the studio move. These are things we've talked about over the course of the past several weeks or so at this point. Um, but the main takeaway for me was talking about who's going to be let in next and when for uh, alpha testing, which is still closed testing. But was it leaders of men, right? The next tier. Yep. Right. Yeah, in August. Uh, by August, he said? Yeah, August. All right, good. Mm-hmm. Is that you? Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh. Hey. Hell yeah. Will there still be an DA? I'm sure. At that time. Uh, probably, yeah. I yeah. believe so, yeah. Enough. I don't see, and I don't see that dropping until they get to where all Alpha One testers that have access or should have access get that access, and then they've made sure that things aren't server wide, aren't going to like get pummeled by the traffic, and then yeah. probably have some open tests that are showcased by everybody who wants to stream their hearts out on this because you know it's going to happen. Oh my god, I can't wait to do it. Yeah, man, I, I'm going to be fun to it for sure. So did, did you guys um, did you guys in the PI who have access to uh, Alpha One right now? Did you guys have more tests ever since we got that like one one big test? No, no that's the only no, thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. they talked about in the last live stream too. Like the reason that they, I think they even said that they weren't doing anything right now because they're what they're doing is basically documentation, like fixing bugs, all the stuff that was discovered during that test. So. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see it open up to more people, you know, mm-hmm. more more people means more stuff to break, which means more feedback. But uh, I, and more stress on the servers, too, which is going to be good. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I you know, I was going to actually have a talking point about this. I've seen it talked about a lot in the Ashes Discord um, and it's not on our conversation piece here, but I'm looking forward to having more people in like as P.I., I think there's some people that definitely are salty about it, you know, and I'm not making a jab. I think people genuinely are. I think it's kind of like, well, if I'm getting alpha access to, then I should be able to, I get it. I get their perspective, but I, I do understand where Intrepid's coming from. I'm wanting to like slowly add more and more people stress wise, but it's going to be good to have more people than just this PI group yeah. being able to talk about it. Especially I mean, because- agree with you when you say that and the, the fact that like you understand what PI, uh, what, um, Intrepid Studios doing with uh, mm-hmm. starting with like a like a, a small amount and then mm-hmm. growing. I agree with that. The yeah. only thing that bothers me personally with it is how they chose the people who yeah. are getting in. I get if it. like it's like everyone who pledged to have access to Alpha One, like they paid that money to have access to Alpha One, everyone should have the same chance of getting at the same time in Alpha One. So like they should have just taken that big list of people they had and just drew randomly from that list. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I get I mean, it. I guess it would it would relate to a little bit more comfort patra, but like like looking at previous tests, they always did this where they just like threw a lot of people on yeah. the game instantly. And the client would either crash yeah. and freeze, or people mm. would have a lot of problems before they can even even touch the game. If you look at Apoc right now, you can I bet you you can find a lot of comments where it says, Yes, I've been downloading this game for an hour, then I tried <laughs> to install it, then it was broken. Yeah. Yeah. What should I do? Like, but at the same time, a lot I'm not of people, saying like they should they should have taken more people. I'm, I'm just saying like <laughs> If they had maybe like a hundred spots available instead of taking a hundred PI or whatever, they should have just taken a hundred people from 
the list of alpha one pledgers. It. Yeah, and, random yeah. sample. That's the that's the only thing I can think of is just random sample. Pick people who should have access to alpha one. Yeah, bring it's them the in. Most impartial I thing you can it. do. It, it is. I get it. I do get it. It it could be a double edged sword though. Like you you could throw in the argument of yes, it would relieve mm-hmm. some people, but it will also make a lot of people triggered <laughs> and saying. Can't play That's unfair, man. We paid for this. Yeah, we paid more money. We should have access first. Yeah. That's just and entitlement. You always though. have those people's. That would just be entitlement. Because even objectively, I can look at it and go, Alpha One is just Alpha One access. Like you you got that backer level at an earlier tier to begin with. So it's technically not a PI yeah, reward it's a preference. Promise, it's you know. yeah, it's technically yeah. so. Um, but yeah, uh, there's something I saw in the I think it was like the AOC chat area like a week or so ago. I don't even remember who was talking about it. I lurk on the Discord. It, usually I, I see people talking, but I don't always get to like respond. So I feel like, you know, to a lot, I feel like a lot of people think I just completely ignore it. But I actually like do watch it and watch people chatting. Like I'll see Mist on there talking all the time to people and, and he doesn't even know it. And I'm just like, oh, oh look at Mist. Yeah, I do. I see it all the time. But... Be careful why I say then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, I don't I don't ever, you know, I don't ever see you saying anything any anything out of line or anything. By the oh my god, by the way, I saw Demextra here in, in chat. I'm glad I caught him. He uh he's on the EU server on ESO and he mm-hmm. uh he sent me a freaking wholesome ass message in game too when when he asked me to come try his trolley house uh uh, puzzle jumping puzzle game which i did go and do by the way homie it, you weren't there but we did do it for a good hour and played through your uh your jumping puzzle game um in your your housing for the elder scrolls online super cool message he sent me a mail gave me like 60 soul gems or something which i don't really know you what those were for just compensation for my frustration, maybe I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> but I. Hey, are you really gonna knock uh, sixty soul gems? No, I totally took them, dude. I, I took them. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I didn't die though, so it was like a big plus for me. But he he basically said on there something about like, hey, thanks a lot for the the podcasts, and I was like, thanks, man. That was really cool, and the jumping puzzle was actually really good. I do have a suggestion for one area though, but we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> it's not Ooh. bad. It, yeah, it's cracked the code. It's not send bad. me that code. <laughs> but yeah, I watched the Discord and I noticed people seem to come back to this idea of color coding the backer levels on Discord. I think I've seen that a few times um, over the course of like the past. Oh, I don't know, like year. I've seen it come up more than once, and mm-hmm. and uh, there's like a PI area, but that's the only area for specific backers but that i think you know i get why that is there because there's like meetings that are part of the whole kickstarter reward thing and all that jazz yeah, but it's a it's a role for the technical mm-hmm. aspect of the discord right. because you guys have access yeah. to channels that mm-hmm. we don't so mm-hmm. uh, but i was curious do you all would you all be supportive of or think no. it would be a beneficial thing of there being colors or roles separated for the different backer levels no. I don't think it would benefit mm. anybody and I think no. it would cause potential strife because you're yeah. Segre- yeah. essentially segregating the backers mm-hmm. and yeah. there's always going to be people who like the elitist oh I paid more than you yeah. therefore my opinion yeah. is more important than yours you would have you would have people who would shit on like leader of men and above yeah. and 
not only that, like you would have people that paid less that would shit on those on 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 these people by calling them whales and stuff like that. It will also go the other way where some people who pay like some people pledged a lot of money, but yeah, they don't want to have that told publicly. True, true. You know, like a lot of people paid a lot of money because they believe in that game a lot. And maybe they're shy or timid about it. And it's completely understandable. Not everyone wants to be advertised as someone who paid $2,500 for a game. It's a good point. They, they're just, they're like, I believe in the game. I want to give them my money, but like, don't start advertising me as me as being one of your top supporters or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's already out there on the forums anyway, right? Anyone yeah. can look up the status there. So if somebody's really interested in that, they can get it. Yeah. If they want to know, they can know for sure. Like they can go on my profile and ask the creation to for on their forums that they're going to know. They don't, I don't want it to be publicly advertised to everyone, even newcomers from the get go. True. It would just mm-hmm. cause, as Mist said, it would just cause, uh, cause strife, basically. It. I don't find any point to it really because Green. if you look at back at Alpha Zero, mm-hmm. uh, a and all these tests that we always do, they always segregated us, made us like a, like a specific channel that the testers were actually talking in. Yeah. Like we would report bugs, report all the, all of these things. So I don't get why people want to see uh, other people's roles. I see. I don't know. I think it's just a waste of time for people just to color yeah. match the people you know like, yeah. it turns into an e-peen contest mm. when yeah. nobody wins so yeah leave it as it is yeah, Why you see no problem in it if they really mm-hmm. want to add color to the roles on discord because let's be honest it's fun to have colors like colors like everywhere for different roles um colors. exactly you want the whole <laughs> rainbow um, <laughs> what i think could be really fun is he, like having a role channel and people can pick the main class they want to play and then they have a role for that class so then you would have the different roles different colors and then it could be fun because people could advertise the main mm. class they want to play their main Ooh. like specializations that could be fun yeah, cool. I, I wouldn't cause any strife you know? yeah i gotcha maybe yeah <clears throat> speaking of classes and discord i was actually shocked to see if you actually search for ashes of creation like on the official discord like advertised channels there is already a discord uh server set up for every single ashes of creation class yeah it's um, <laughs> like, i'm not even gonna just... start on that that is just ridiculous <laughs> i i haven't actually been on any of them but i have to wonder what were they would even talk about especially <laughs> to Magisto said in chat, uh, uh, I would love that regarding the class thing. What about race yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. Race no. could be fun, but I feel no. like a lot of people who want to play Tolnar would get flamed oh. by a lot of good bit trolled and they, they already by do. a lot of people Yo, they already they do already like those do. who publicly so. advertise it already get called like names and what's dude, up with the like, hate really quick. can someone explain really, to me why they don't like that I, I i'm just know, curious i don't know furries and then people like start flaming on furries it's weird and unnecessary on the discord I, yeah. imo so like i feel like the whole race thing maybe no maybe not is going to cause strife there as well right so yeah i mean the whole tona and and furry thing that's a lot of that is down to two particular people 
who make a habit of bringing it up a lot and making that connection a lot. And then, of course, there's this, there's already this negative connotation with furries uh, and the furry fandom. And then the because you've now made this connection with furries and the toner, the toner now have the connotation of of the, this negative connotation, and everyone just hates yeah, the toner. Which just brings that's the, pretty much how it's gone down, and just brings the whole issue back to a political one that like we shouldn't get into, but just furries having a bad rap. Hey, I got like, they're they're victims of that too. Like they an, don't like it. I got an announcement to make. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to say this earlier. I just want to say thanks so much to everybody who supports this channel, whether it's Patreon here, do subs and everything, whether you donate to PayPal, why is this relevant? Yesterday when we were putting together notes for the show, uh, Aronin, who I haven't seen in ages, dropped by and dropped a big hundred dollars on the channel. And Whoa. I've been saying Oof. forever, like, I don't care about that, dude. I care about, I want people in the community that are freaking awesome they have good conversations that build good relationships with each other. That's my jam. That's what I'm here for. And like, so basically yesterday I gifted out five subs of that. And I said I would gift out as many between yesterday and today for people that were here in this. And it's coming directly from Aronin for from that money that was donated. So thank you for that. Every gifted sub that happens here is contributed by him. So if you get one in chat because you're talking right now and you don't have a subscription, uh, indicator next to your name if you chat in 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 uh, chat right now i will be gifting you on compliments of, of him so just a heads up thanks for that so speak Hell up yeah. yeah just say something join in the, chat. the conversation yeah, yeah exactly join it, join it gamers talk yeah. to us <laughs> <laughs> my goodness so forceful if you want we'll make you <laughs> yo so hey i want to dig into this man so uh there was a one question on the reddit i post every week before the show um sometimes people have a lot to say sometimes it's a little less uh, but i did post one and uh someone had asked and i don't know if there, we actually know anything around this but what happens if an elected mayor suddenly stops playing the game? Is there a way to reelect whenever, or is there a cooldown? I don't know about that. Do we know about that? No, uh, I don't think so. Wait, right? there is a cooldown. Is there? Hold on. But what if they just stop playing? Right? Like, is it how? What's? I wonder what the timer is on that. It's a good question. Well, they, you can only be a mayor for up to a month, and then you have the election again. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. then. So that is the cooldown essentially. It's one month. One but of month. course, I, I don't there know if go. there's any way that the devs or or GMs would want to intervene if, say, somebody becomes man and then just stops playing. Mm. Because that can potentially screw things over. Yeah, I don't think it should be a thing. If someone is being elected mayor, if they become inactive, they're still mayor. It shouldn't change until the next election. The next, the, the election cycles, didn't they say it was like monthly or something like that? Yeah. Like, dude, month. you can wait four weeks to have a new mayor. Let that guy be mayor. He got elected. He deserves it. He's inactive. Who knows why? Maybe there's something. Maybe he's going to come back in two weeks. He still deserves mayorship. And if, if we start like mm -hmm. being annoying to like GMs to like start like changing things in the like in the coding 
like to go remove that guy from mayorship and start a new election process and then messes up everything because the elections are not going to be on the first. They're going to be on the 14th. Mm-hmm. Got the, the guy was removed on the 13th. This is going to mess up everything and it's going to take time out of the GM schedules that they could use doing actual productive stuff. Well, that's mm-hmm. And if it becomes a, a real issue, if it becomes a real issue where there's people just trolling and they just like, there's like one guy who's never active, but he just logs in for the day to register for mayorship and like everyone <laughs> elects him just All for right. the meme. And he does that for like six months straight. Then yeah, sure. Open up a ticket, but that's it. Okay. Like, don't. Got a question in chat. Sorry. I was going to start the damn show out with this. I apologize. <laughs> Um, thank you for keeping me on my toes, Dell. I, I appreciate that. Sometimes <laughs> I have a little bit of ADD sometimes, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but you know what, man? So I, I made the decision here recently. I have a website, sumowork.us, uh, .us rather. It's been there for ages. I've been using it for like my singer-songwriter stuff, which it got kind of like been doing a redesign of it all. Um, I've got, I've been having had all of the Ashes Pathfinder shows up there up to episode 37. Then I got caught up with stuff, got delayed, haven't kept up with the site, just started deciding if I wanted to change some things. Um, anyway, what's that mean? Well, I'm completely redesigning the site now to have it be a hub for all things Ashes, including creators, theory crafting, like sharing thoughts and ideas, things for, you know, Pathfinder discussion, uh, just kind of tying everything related to the ashes of creation universe and together into that one place. I'm, I'm not too sure yet if I'm going to be doing uh, anything form related, but it's going to be a pretty big hub of information. And I was kind of waiting for the redesign and exactly what I wanted to do with it uh, until we, you know, we got closer to like alpha one to get a better idea about what things were going to look like. So that's the announcement. You're going to see a real announcement as to exactly what all is going to be there probably over the next month month and a half depending um it should take me between one and two months to get it completely redesigned but i started all of the the new framework <laughs> like yesterday so if you see a bunch of like <laughs> code on there that shouldn't be there ignore it you can't interact with it anyway and it's irrelevant but yeah i basically <laughs> broke my site and started redesigning it yesterday and man it's gonna look good i'm already really stoked about it oof so That's yeah, awesome. it's a teaser. Yeah, we, so yeah, it's a teaser. I mean, claps. yeah. Claps. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. Claps in the chat for thank you, thank you. <laughs> It'd be a way I like promoting. Cool. I just want to promote people that are doing something beautiful in the Ashes of Creation community. Like, really good points on the show. Just, I just want to like make it a great place for, for people to share ideas related to Ashes. You know, and I'm a big theory crafter, so it's going to help me to put all that together. You know, uh, so it's going to be there a good thing. There will be spreadsheets guaranteed. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it'll be a place where other people can contribute too. So more on more on what that'll look like in the future, but I'm working on all of it right now. So oh man. Yeah. I I wish I could show you guys what's gonna look like because I've already got it like it's there. It looks so freaking good. Oh, <laughs> look at him. He's so excited. Oh, you guys can't even see it, but dude, it looks so damn good. I just haven't published that <laughs> version yet. Oh man, wait till I do though. Oh, it's gonna be tasty. Just saying. I thought, I thought you were gonna say it's gonna be tight. <laughs> oh, no, Tim, you are just too precious. You know that. I I try. Try. Put you all in a box and, and just dump. 
Wrap me up too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me bring it down. I'm nerding out a little too hard right now. I apologize. Oh, um, trillery. Okay. So, going back to the conversation <laughs> and Patch's uh, points. Yeah. There, I disagree on the a couple of things. First of all, we have to bear in mind that um, mayoral elections won't happen on a set date because it depends on when a node reaches level three yeah and that of course won't happen all times once that's set once that happens then there will be mayoral elections every 30 days but it it won't be like across the whole server on this set date this is when the elections all happen yeah the other thing is that um they have um talked about sort of a council as it were so and like like for example having an assistant mayor or somebody who can take over if the mayor goes inactive or whatever i don't know what that will involve and what that uh will enable the assistant to do but if they only have it so that only the mayor can do things like set taxes or make buildings etc and the mayor suddenly goes afk that leaves that node completely open to a siege. And if that happens and there's no mayor to sort of control things, then chances are that siege is going to result in the destruction of that node, which of course will affect everybody who's a citizen of that node. So I think there does need to be some insurance if a mayor does go MIA, as it were. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Patra, first of all, and second of all, <laughs> um, I do agree with you, Mist, but you guys are only thinking of democratic elections, which will only happen in scientific nodes. That's so true. Have, all right. The economic That's nodes, true. Good point. Nodes, yeah, but may all the elections will always happen every 30 days, regardless of the node type. It's just how it happens. Exactly. But like, right. You kind of even even if that takes place, you can still have like the strongest player be on the on the mayor sheet always and taking that place and still be being the head of it. Mm -hmm. So, as much as like uh, I do agree with you, like GMs should interfere. If they interfere too much, it's not going to be the impact of the game anymore. And if if players would do that. If uh, like they would just ignore their citizens, I think you just need to move out from the node, really. Yeah, and Learmont in chat said something relating to what you just said, Faisal, earlier. Learmont said, if there's an absentee mayor, then I guess the node will have associated consequences. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. It's the point of Ash's creation. Actions or inaction has consequences. Mm -hmm. So exactly. yeah, I, I agree with that comment. And GMs should interfere when it becomes a real problem in general to the like to the system but if a mayor like let's say it's a military node and there's the arena thing and the mayor wins and becomes the and the guy wins and becomes the mayor and if he wants to go afk or he wants to just go do pvp and never go do anything for the node then that's a problem for the node and they're going to lose all their citizenships, mm -hmm. all their citizens. And it's just going to evolve eventually. And that node is just eventually maybe going to degrade because it's going to get sieged and nobody's going to defend it because everyone left because the mayor is absent. 
Like it's just, it's a world that's being built and destroyed by players, not by GM's interferences, whether it be actions or inactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like, the more you have to, ha- you have GM intervention, the I honestly think that would I would consider that a design failure of really? the game, right? Because obviously they need to test all of this and they need to plan for a lot of scenarios. And I think automation can help in some ways, but yeah, I think GM intervention should be an absolute last resort because if it has to come to that, then I think they need to redesign the system or add some other safeguards in there or something. Whereas, you know, there's going to be political turmoil. There's going to be intrigue. I mean, in the you know very first few videos, Steven was all about that. He was all about people getting betrayed, people, you know, being charlatans and con men in order to get positions of power and then, you know, pulling the carpet out from under everybody. So, I mean, I, I think there's definitely going to be um, opportunity for players to make mistakes and that be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it not be something that a GM has to intervene. Now, if they're going in and abusing the system, there's a flood I didn't think of, right? That needs to be fixed. But mm-hmm. I think in general, the more they have to right. kind of have like some sort of divine intervention, it's just going to be very, yeah. it's going to cause more backlash than it's going to solve a problem. No, exactly. And there's uh, like a good comparison uh, that I had for something that like uh, I would call like a justified GM intervention it would be like something I had in my guild in Elder Scrolls Online. We joined and like the second in command of the guild who had all the powers, mm. like every every box was checked. He was there, but the actual guild leader, the guy who founded the guild, had been absent for like six months, and there was no way he was ever coming back. And anybody who played ESO in a guild knows, even if you check all the boxes, you don't have all the powers still. There are powers that only the guild master has. Mm -hmm. So since we wanted to keep that guild, keep the name, but we wanted to like keep going without that guy, we had to open a ticket that time Mm -hmm and ask guys can we remove him from the guild or keep him in the guild and just like swap those two around just so that second in command becomes the leader and like it took them a week they tried to reach out to the guild leader he didn't answer they gave the second in command the position so like that's a justified gm interaction yeah and i i know that from well i feel like from what i've heard coming from steven is that He's looking for that kind of like Game of Thrones-ish interaction with it, like between yeah. the cities that knows the citizens, the nobles and the leaders. And I feel like actions are part like betrayal and all that stuff. That's part of what this dynamic is all about. But it's also inaction that's part of it. So I feel like the guy is AFK and the guy it's ruining the node is just... Mm-hmm part of the dynamics there are politicians in real life that get elected and then they don't do nothing for four years <laughs> right. i'm gonna play devil's advocate here and yeah. say that some people will come out with the argument of i have to deal with this shit in real life i come into a game to have fun and i do not find this kind of i i don't find it fun to have somebody else directly control my gameplay which is basically what the mayor has is able to do. Um, 
if there was no way around it, I would be like, I would agree with you 100% miss, but just the fact that you can walk over to a different node to me kind of like makes that well, point kind of moves. Would you? That. Yeah. Cause it depends on the investment of the player in that node. node. Yeah. It would depend on like the investment that the, that the player put into that node at that time, for sure. Right. That's why that's why like one of the like small reasons I want an NPC node to pop up and it's invulnerable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like to make it like a starting point point for players. That's the first. And two for the people who don't want to interact with other nodes. It's very limited though. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's just an idea in my mind. I still haven't collected most of it. I can see the backlashes from it though, and a lot of positive positive things. Um, but like I do see miss this point. People do want to play video games to exit reality, mm. and you don't want to put sure. those stresses of of life into a video game. However, this is this is the whole shtick of the video game. So if it's is if. If you go into Ashes and you don't do your, a little bit of research of what Ashes is, I don't think you're going to enjoy that. That game isn't going to be for you. That, that's that's one point. And and second point is, um, I know how frustrating it can be, and I think they should they shouldn't intervene a lot, but they should make a precaution for it. They should make an inner system for it. For if it ever happens. They can flip the switch and just change the mirror, if they wanted to, but not a lot. Because yeah, like being able to like within the council of one city have a system where like if the mayor, if the mayor is being like, is being super absent and doesn't respond to like system messages or doesn't like fulfill his responsibilities set on certain timers, then like the power would come to a different member within the council or something like that. Exactly. Or well, like the cycle. ability to hold a re-election. Or do that. Maybe. Maybe. So it'd be um, because it you is, can't, you can't just ignore the yeah. fact that people will abuse the system. That's, that's a first. And people will hack to get to that position. Like hackers are a thing in video games. You, you can't just ignore them. And and so some people do it for the trolls. Uh, the trolls are acceptable because they're trolls. Who, who are, who's the who's going to live in a city that's run by trolls? I think yeah. they're gonna be known server wide. Um, Can you hackers. Imagine if somebody was a uh, a mayor that was a bot. Like, a <laughs> oh my god, turned out to be the mayor. Can <laughs> you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be amazing. And you know what? It could actually there. happen in an economic node. Yeah, you just and go into the hall and you just see a character it. jumping in place every five <laughs> seconds. It's just a bot. <laughs> oh, is that the mayor? <laughs> it's an honor to meet you, sir. <laughs> What is his name? Sir Dumpingston. <laughs> you imagine the PR for the game if that happened, right? Ashes of oh, Creations. Led you know, by bots. Node system. <laughs> One metropolis was 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 captured by or, or someone was like, you know, given leadership yeah. because they botted their way there. Oh, that'd be horrible. Oh man. That'd be brutal. Okay, if, if that happens, then definitely the GM step in. Bring a hammer oh, down. Sure. Hammer. Metaphorical hammer on their face in, in a game. Hey, check this out. 
So <laughs> you remember <laughs> here last time when we were talking, I was like, yo, you remember how Steven in the live stream, he was talking about the whole shield situation. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna have to go back, listen to the live stream. Well, I did that yesterday. I want to go back. So there was a question and I think this is actually a really good question. It like, it gets us thinking and it, it, I love it because my theory crafter minds like all over this, right? The question was, are there plans to implement an active shield block outside of spells or abilities? Jeff initially kind of had stated that um, they played around with that in APOC problematic due to the timing and they weren't happy with it. Now, I don't know if you remember if you played APOC, uh, it wasn't in the very beginning, uh, the initial iteration of APOC as the BR first was kind of launched like over a year and a half ago or whatever, but it was in the one in the end, the, the second one that came a year later, right, that they not too long before they had shut it all down. There was a blocking system they added uh, not too long after it kind of came out. And it was literally what you would think. It was like you could basically put your weapon up and you could block attacks. Mm. And Steven said that in APOC, the shield stance kind of as they, they kind of talked about it. Now, this is separate from the the weapon, the uh, what was it called? The the shield, the sword and shield weapon. Yeah, Paladin's Might. I don't might. remember the name. Paladin's Might. Yeah, Paladin's Might. Right? Yeah. Now, Paladin's Pal Might was separate. Uh, Paladin's Might actually was an activation of uh, a block ability, and essentially was its hitbox that had so many hit points, it would mitigate that damage entirely if you were looking, if it was in front of you, right? But yeah. the block that oh. they're talking about is not that. It's actually literally raising, raising your weapon. And he said, when collecting design data on it, they referenced those who used it. And the accuracy of, of blocking wasn't very high. And they said in regard to looking at an active block versus something like a buff, which increases block rate adjustment or is universal on incoming damage. And it interferes with like the stats and is something that they're leaning towards in a hybrid system. Thoughts? Uh, Correction, Tim. Is in it? the APOC Paladin's Might, yeah. you get reduced damage, not negated. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. I'm 100% uh, sure. Okay, I'm going to look at that. But Okay, continue. So, yeah, my thoughts on it, uh, I don't like active blocking. I despise it in ESO. I despise it in any game that has it. Uh, what I It's going to sound kind of dumb because it's a very old game with a very old system, but I love how it works in World of Warcraft where like if you have a shield, you have a certain, like you have a percentage of like a, you have a chance of just blocking an attack or blo mm -hmm. blocking like a large amount of damage. It just happens when you block someone, like it shows in the combat text, but it also shows like the ability like boom, and you just hear it in the game. I think that's the simplest way of doing it without splitting your hair in four and it just to not to quote todd howard but it just works like it it just works you don't need to like test it with like a, a thousand different play tests and have devs working on it full time if you have a shield you have seven percent chance of blocking the entirety of of an attack that's it that's all don't need to do any maybe you can tweak like you can tweak that percentage nothing else active blocking means you're playing with the hitbox means you're playing with different stats means you can break so many different things it can be op in just one of those 
one of those areas and you're never going to find where it's actually OP and then you have to take it down and you have to tweak it. And it's just a nightmare when you can just do what World of Warcraft did and it works. Um, it does I, work, but it's also I, very boring. I stand correct that it is a reduction. I, I guess it just shows you how quick I wanted to forget about this, huh? Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I agree with you, Patcha, that doing what they did in World of Warcraft with just the passive blocking is, A, it's very easy to implement, B, it's very consistent, which means you can tune bosses a lot tighter because you can accurately predict how much damage the player would take. Yeah. But then again, it's also very boring to the player, so I can totally see why people would want a more active style of blocking. And let's not forget oh. that there is active mitigation and active blocking mm. in World of Warcraft as well on top of the shield. Yes. It's just very limited. Mm. You've got maybe a, an ability that increases or sorry, decreases your damage taken by, say, 60% for a few seconds, mm. and it's on a three-minute cooldown. Mm. Or increases your tank- chances of blocking by 50% yeah. for six seconds, yeah. Yeah. Every tanking class in WoW has some kind of active mitigation ability like that, mm-hmm. which, again, is fine. And, again, pretty easy to implement, pretty easy to predict what will happen, because you can say, like, if somebody uses this ability... Uh, on cooldown, as it were, then we can accurately predict how much damage they'll take throughout a fight. Fine, mm-hmm. no problems at all. But again, there's people who want more than that. They want a true sort of active block where you press a button, it blocks, and then down like like this. Mm-hmm. There are only two games I know of that utilize active blocking like that, and it works, sort of. The first of the Dark Souls games... So you got active blocking in there. It works really well there, but bearing in mind that Dark Souls games typically have a slower combat cycle. Than and they're also like single player. Well, not single player, but you know what I mean. Like it's mostly yeah, single mostly player. Yeah, single player. Yeah. Um, fun note: they also have in Dark Souls they have um, shields. Some shields can be used to parry, so you like mm-hmm. get the shield slam ability, uh, but they don't when used just for blocking, they don't block as much damage. There yeah. is trade-offs there. So you got that. The only other games I know of that have that kind of block is uh, fighting games. So, for example, Street Fighter V, you have a blocking system there. And it, it works, but it's really weird. Um, just because the pace of gameplay is so fast that you cannot reactively use your block. You have to basically predict what your opponent is going to do, preemptively block, and hope that it blocks something important. And it yeah. turns into this whole mind game thing. Mm. Again, that style of gameplay works, bearing in mind this is 1v1. Um, I don't One. think it, it would work in a MMO setting. No, exactly. It's not something that works in an MMO setting when you're getting attacked by three people in three different directions. Right. And since you're not in a single-player game... It's not aiming for your general hitbox at the center of your torso. The player can be aiming close to you and like bringing his mouse down and then the hitbox detection kind of changes there. Active blocking kind of gets messed up. And I'm sorry, but ESOs for me, their active blocking just is 
as boring as the one in WoW, and the one in WoW is less difficult to implement. So I have some feedback I want to give on this particular point. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest issues that we have seen with the Elder Scrolls Online and their active blocking system was one that they identified has been a consistent problem from launch all the way up until update 25 when they made changes that then actually just things were broken. We've talked about it so much here. This is an important reference point. I am a, I'm a, I have a huge, or I am a huge proponent of a more of a buff system for uh, types of like damage mitigation or evasion skills and things like that. And the reason is it, it comes back to, why I this is just an opinion piece. This is my perspective on theory crafting. Uh, I consider it I as a human, my belief, my thoughts and opinion. It's not the law. Just a guy with his <laughs> thoughts. Don't crucify me. You can have a different one and just we're good. Yeah. I, just because people are crucified. <laughs> like, here's my perspective. Lights justice. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's my perspective. I feel that in my eyes, a stun locky system is lazy ass game development and it drives me nuts. Yeah. Also, right. Uh, the reason I like these types of, of, of buff systems and everything is that it, I don't know why I, I consider things like a blocking system to be another added layer that is similar to stun locky systems where when you've got to account for all these different elements that can impact things like stuns or having to block consistently block there's these types of interactions that stop player mobility, like at least from my perspective tend to always be a problem in a games like, um, just, what's the word like stability like every time I, i've played some mmo right or pvp sort of situation it always comes down to this being an element that impacts like the stability of combat and stuff now in the elder scrolls online why this is especially important again from my perspective and why i think this this system is again it is an elder scrolls game so i understand why it's here because in elder scrolls games it's there as well has been for a long time but this problem with the Elder Scrolls that, that's been there is what they this is coming directly from directly from the developers prior to update 25. They showcased on their stream how a person blocking actively going to block an ability like a sword swing or whatever. They were showing you how it was actually causing this desync from the server, like between yeah. the client and the server. And so they showcase how their fix was going to fix it, et cetera. Clearly that I don't know if it's actually working. Work. <laughs> I don't know if it, it seems like whatever they implemented. I can't tell it if it worked because yeah. now everything else is so busted up. It, you can't tell what works and what doesn't. But totally different perspective. But my point is the more systems like this that you implement into things like combat design, the more you're going to have go wrong, the more types of problems like desyncing and things that can happen. And the problem with that is that impacts server functionality. And if server isn't functioning, people can't play. Yeah. Accuracy goes out the window. Nobody wants to play a game like that. And we always got to remember we're playing, we're, we're talking here about an MMORPG. We're not talking about a single player game 
that yeah. doesn't like that ping is that's not affected by ping. We're mm -hmm. talking about an MMO that like there are so many things that can go wrong and everything goes through the servers to go into the other player's game, into the other player's right. like client. So many things can break. And like, it's like I, I think it's something we always got to remember, like as as many dreams you can have about like a perfect combat system the like one of the first law of mechanics is the more moving parts you have the more things are going to break so yeah. keep it simple stupid as mist said just keep to the kiss principle the and kiss make principle sure your works. combat is impactful yeah that's that's what matters when right. i hit someone i want to feel like i hit someone when i get hit i want to feel like i'm getting hit a perfect example of we're goddamn 2020 and some games still do it wrong i don't know if you guys uh if you guys are on twitch you probably heard of it the game is, is made by ubisoft called hyperscape and it's like a yeah. game that's on twitch drop it's a new battle royale made by ubisoft and when you get shot in the back, the only thing that tells you that you're getting shot in the back by a rocket is that you have a red arrow showing the direction the shot is coming from. <laughs> Nothing else. You don't even have a sound of a bullet hitting you. So like, Ashes of Creation, if you're here and listening, don't make your combat complicated. Make it impactful and satisfying, but don't make it complex. Yeah. And I think Star Wars The Old Republic, as many things are wrong with this game, they did something right about their combat. It's it's kind of fun for a game that has an old school combat, like an old school tap targeting combat system. It's kind of cool. And it's like the combat system in PvP requires a lot of thoughts and a lot of strategies, depending on which classes are fighting who. There are still some that are overpowered, but that's just an MMORPG for you. So like make the make the combat fun, impactful, satisfying, but don't make it too complicated and don't make it so mm -hmm. you just have more and more things in your combat system that are ping dependent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always like the the main issue, like when we use we use Elder Scrolls as an example. And I, I think this is a great example of something that had the potential to be great, but was launched before the foundation was stable. And then they began building on this cracked foundation and you see mm -hmm. it in their mega server all the time. And they've had other changes that have happened. Things they said they weren't going to do uh, that. They continue to implement more and more changes. Well, the more weight you put on a foundation that isn't stable. I mean, I feel the like more it, things are going to break. And at a certain point when you've added so many additional layers, it starts to get really tough to figure out all the things that are, uh, that are contributing to this, breaking system right versus yeah a system that maybe wasn't stable to begin with i'm gonna try mm. to take from both worlds at least this is me theory crafting really go for it i want to hear it hey. hey i think our should have a chance of blocking and mm. shields should be able to increase that chance yes. by actively doing it so not just by just holding the shield, because like I I can see the perspective of okay, I don't want to pull my hair out every time I try to block somebody, but I can see how stale it can be. 
Mm-hmm. We're also moving in in a new generation every single time. We can't just stick with the old school stuff because there's still new generations who wants to look at new MMORPGs. For sure. Yeah. So I think this system should make it better where armor should give you a chance of it being locked because that's how armors work. In real life, that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and shields should increase that chance when activated. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if if I see Sim down the road with a beam of light, of light coming out of his forehead in the game, if I decide to charge at him <laughs> and I see he has a shield in his hand, I should know that he's probably going to block a lot of my attacks. So I need to be careful about the types of abilities I use to like burst him down but if you implement the whole active blocking thing and like sim blocks at the same time that i'm doing my ability but i on my side calculated that sim would block my light attack and but he wouldn't block my like insane cooldown ability i Mm. see it on my end but sim sees something different and he ends up like taking the damage of my mm-hmm. light attack and blocking my insane attack, mm-hmm. then that's mm-hmm. ju- that's just gonna make it so they're gonna lo- they're gonna lose a lot of customers that are big influencers that are gonna see that and be like, dude, I, for example, I'm super good at PvP in those games and I'm getting wrecked just because of server desync. Oh man, so true. I guess you could. Work. You also have to take that mentality of team play here because you also have people that would CC other people. Like he, like if you have another tank, you will stun Sim. Then you would do your super ultra mega attack that you want to do. <laughs> you know what? Um, and then they'll wake up. Problem? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Pacha, yeah. you won't be able to hit Sim. Because I'm going to be Not blinded because, by the light. That's right. Exactly. That's, you get me. <laughs> I love this. You're damn right. Basil, so, uh, I. Oh god. From what I understand, with what you were saying, you basically want to have a a, a proc, a an RNG proc that says mm-hmm. when you 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 have say a twenty percent chance to block an attack. To block mm-hmm. each attack, and yeah. then when you press a button, that chance goes up to fifty percent or seventy percent or whatever. Is that yeah? Okay, like, those numbers are a little bit exaggerated, but that's, yeah, but that's, that's the idea. That's how it plays out. Yeah. So right, you click I, an ability. Yeah, yeah, but clicking the ability just increases the chance of the block. I personally do not like that because it introduces it more RNG into the game. Hmm? Because what I'm trying to say is like Elder Scrolls Online, you actually have to block that certain person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm very much uh, of the opinion that the less RNG you have, the better. Um, obviously not completely get rid of RNG because it is important. But it should be in a game for sure, it yeah. should, to a certain extent. I feel like putting extra RNG as a block chance, it... it it's just it's it's not fun to play, in my opinion, because when I you, guess I, I can see your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like okay. when you when you press your ability that. to block, and then it doesn't actually block, you feel cheated. It's like okay. I I did the counter and it didn't work. So and 
if you lose a fight because of that, then you're you're kind of there sitting. Well, I lost you to no fault of my own. I lost pure, down to pure luck. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of games already have that. A lot of games like ESO have evasion, for example. That's an ultimate. You activate it and do you you have like, I think, 35% chance or something like that of dodging an attack. You have, uh, wow, uh, you, even still in ESO, you have an ult with the shield that like you deflect every or you block yeah. every projectile with your shield. Or wow, that you have something that like blocks 50% of the incoming attacks. And yeah. people don't necessarily feel cheated because it takes 0.1 second to cast and you keep doing your things. If you can read an ability description and you see that ability and you're like, yep, I'm going to put that on my bar, then you know that it's just going to give you an edge. But if your victory depends on that edge, you're just doing it wrong. Like if think, if we introduce our like a high amount of RNG in the game, the concept of RNG, like the meta of RNG, is that you put as much RNG as possible on your side. I'm going to activate this ability that gives me thirty percent, this ability that gives me twelve, this ability that gives that gives me twenty, and then you know you just climb the numbers that way. But you shouldn't feel cheated if you lose a fight just because that ability didn't block X like this particular attack you know you know what you should feel cheated about is if you're in a battleground and somebody spams one button and they destroy you with it just saying i thought you were going to plug a sponsor or something <laughs> it's i mean it's the slippery slope i'm uh, i'm always very wary of whenever you put rng into a combat system yeah. i mean if we take modern wow as an example yeah. literally your damage can vary by up to 40 percent uh depending on RNG. Like in a raid, you can do the exact same rotation, the exact same spells to the letter two times in a row and have completely different outcomes. And it can be up to like 40% mm -hmm. of your damage can change, even though you do the exact same thing. And that's just down to RNG. And it doesn't feel good. That amount of RNG feels really rubbish because mm. you can do the exact same thing every single time and yet have vastly different outcomes. Yeah. But okay, okay. How about we change it from RNG to reduce damage? Yeah, that's fine. What, what do you feel about that? I mean, it's it's the it's the same argument I had before. It's it's the passive blocking, which is fine. It works. It allows for easy implementation, mm -hmm. but it's not, not as interesting okay. to use. However, that reduced damage varies, from, like depending on the time and depending how you use it because like okay if if i hold that shield very long and i start getting my stamina keeps reducing i expect to get more damage rather than blocking the entire attack i'm not quite sure i understand where you're coming from like okay okay this, this is just me you're basically saying you get fatigued the longer you hold the shield up oh right okay yeah um so it's yeah. not as effective think of it like diminishing returns yeah yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely have something like that no problems at all yeah and i think they tried to implement something like that in apoc um not necessarily diminishing returns but you basically had a set amount of time you could block and then your stamina would drain and i think that's where they were saying mm, yeah that didn't really work out like we wanted it to 
I guess, you know, from my perspective, I've kind of been hearing the conversation, kind of listening in. I'm more on the Pacha side at this point, just because I feel like the active block has so many levers and so many factors that aren't necessarily within the developer's control at this point, right? You can't really dictate what people's ping are going to be mm. or and, and anything that's going to create more instability on the server to me is a bad design choice. It may come in later. They may want to augment the system later, but at the end of the day, I think you, you do need to, this game is so complex it is, as it is, right? We've already talked about that in previous, you know, sessions, podcasts that the more, we add on it's just going to create a monster that's going to be really difficult to manage once it goes live see it's like if, i think the idea of a block uh, like an active blocking system is like great like it's cool if you know you can implement it with the system that you have and it's a possibility cool right cool maybe one day down the road in a pts or whatever impl you implement this along with a bunch of other things to see how it works but as long as the foundation the thing launches with is solid, who cares? Because if it doesn't work, you roll it back, you go back to where you were at. Things are great. You know what I mean? But if you try to include that as like a core part of your system and then you've got to like remove that after you've added a bunch of layers, that's where I'm going. Uh, yeah. You know, we've realized too late. This doesn't really work in the game, but we built a lot of stuff around it. Now you got gear sets that don't work or you got all these other things that don't work. And then you're like, ah, you know, all this stuff's yeah. irrelevant now. That's where I was like, ah, check it out. Check it out. I didn't expect this to be a theory crafting episode, but <laughs> I'm nerding out really hard because it is. <laughs> We're all in my domain. I love it. But you know oh. what? So. Uh, this was a really good point. This was something we've already talked about, but Steven did talk about how in, in this idea of using an active block system, what they recognize is that an APOC in something that's so fast paced versus maybe something like Miss was talking about Dark Souls. It's a much slower paced game, right? Using something like a active block in that setting, like Dark Souls makes sense. But in like APOC, like you, you're trading it off at a cost. So, but the core, one of the core things with Ashes is what, uh, you know, reward, risk, reward. So yeah. it definitely makes sense that this could be used. It's just got to find that spot, that sweet spot where it will. Um, man, but you know what I mean? If they if they don't have it in a launch, cool. If they decide to add it later, it sounds great. But there were some oh. discussions we had yesterday talking about, you know, I, I again, I go and I put put out like, you know, feelers, get questions. I don't know if we're going to be able to answer all the questions this week, but that's fine. We got more episodes coming up. But um, the idea around looking at uh, weight, we've talked about it before, like weight, character weight, bag weight, being like, you know, some games you've got uh, like an inventory system where um, you've got just like, like so many slots and bags or whatever, right? Well, yesterday they were brought up all these ideas around like, OK, so, you know, if if how much you can hold is based on weight, uh, then, you know, can you have like these additional bags like a herbalist satchel that you could also add? Now, this makes sense if we look at like some of the cosmetics they talked about, like totally would tie into the idea of having uh, specialized bags for certain trades that maybe you could you could have where do you all tend to to like find you lie like do you find find that you lie more with 
um, you know, like an inventory system where you have like so many bags you can carry, you can get up to so many slots. And then over time, as the game evolves, you expand upon uh, how many slots you can have total. Or do you prefer more of like a way system where it's like you can carry so much weight? No, for me, it's all about slots. Mm-hmm. Slot. Weight, weight is just one way of making it, of making something simple making it complicated it's just a way of making something like that complicated for no reason like let me have 112 swords in my bag it's not like it's gonna hurt anybody i mean it will eventually it's gonna yeah exactly not realistic i want my half lizard half bear character that casts fire to have a weight system in his inventory. Why are you down in the Tolnar, man? What we talked about earlier. <laughs> Yo, I love the Tolnar, it, man. It's actually a really curious thing because the obviously the older Elder Scrolls games, you're talking like Oblivion, Morrowind, even Skyrim, I think, has the weight system. But then Elder Scrolls Online, they went with a slot system. True. Because it's so simple. It just makes it just makes sense. Don't go with weight. It's useless. Yeah. If I want to have 10, if I want to have, yeah, like, I I don't know, man. (laughs) To me, the the weight systems, how they work, first of all, you need to like determine the actual weight of every single item or every single class of item in the game. And oh my God, what chip. chip. (laughs) (laughs) But it just made, if we're going to talk about realism, the weight system makes it seem even less realistic mm. because someone can legit carry 10,000 flowers in their bag because <laughs> they don't weigh anything. Like, no, no, stop. <laughs> bad player, bad developer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Okay, yeah, okay. I- Here's, here's my thought. Baggage should like there should be an item for a bag for a bag that's legendary that you can stuff whatever thing you want in it. <laughs> a bag of holding. You're talking about a link bag, right? A link bag oh, yes. from the Legend no. of Zelda. Like I could pack every I'll pack my raft, I'll pack my fishing poles, my my epic loot, that big Massive block that I bust out of my pocket when I need to step up on something. <laughs> You're talking about the link this bag, is- huh? <laughs> yes. I mean, you can already fit your mounts in your bag, so I'm not expecting yeah. they're going to go with the weight system. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Hold but on. But I think they talked about going with a weight system, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And I hate it. It's so dumb. All right. Don't do that. I mean, limited bag slots, I think, would make sense, yeah, too. And, and considering, you know, what they were talking about before is you can only carry so much on your person resource-wise, right? That's why the caravans are relevant. Yeah. Storage honestly, is relevant. I think the easiest way to do that is to slot. Honestly, there is no perfect system. After looking... Oh, there isn't. Sim- no, I agree with that. <laughs> After looking how Sim plays Elder Scrolls Online and how full his fucking oh, inventory oh, is. Dude, don't out <laughs> me. Why you gotta do that, dude? Oh my Why god. Guys call him out like that? I knew someone was silently judging me the other day, dude. I call it out all the time. I knew it. I knew. <laughs> 
How's that even possible when you've got unlimited crafting storage? But that's crafting storage. And my bank and my other chests are full. I mean... It's awful. It's awful. What what do you have in there? What is it? I'm genuinely curious. Unable to let go of things. Is it like those tomes that you get? (laughs) Look behind me. I have good usage of space. So bullshit. IRL, just not, just not, just in, game. not in game. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh if you God. go to my homes in game, listen, don't judge me, chat. Don't judge me, <laughs> Pathfinders. Listen, this week hey. on Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to be fair, I, I was coming back to the game. I'm trying to hold on to all the things. I'm trying to make sure I got it. So if I'm a theory crafter, that's it. I'm going to go delete everything on the damn spot this week, Faisal. It's your fault. All right, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. Moving on. Can we please? All right. Hey, okay. I want my I want my link bag then, okay? And then guess what, Faisal? Problem solved. It's not even full. Still just one inventory slot all the time. Uh, so I think RuneScape actually has a, a bit of a unique solution to this. Not solution, but a way of handling it. So in, in RuneScape, I almost said Elder Scrolls Online there, but RuneScape, um, you've got your infantry, which is 28 slots, I believe, and there's no way of increasing that. And there's no way of stacking things either. So if you've got 30 like chicken wings, for example, that will take up all the slots, and there's no way of decreasing that, except with their note system. So what you can basically do is say you want to cart 200 Mm. of a particular item from one place to another, Mm. you can go to a bank and you can change all the, all of those 200 items. Let's say it's 200 chicken wings. It's like one voucher or something like that. Yeah. You you can change it into a note form, which is basically one stock of 200 chicken wings that you can then put in your inventory and then carry that everywhere. The downside is that you can't use those chicken wings until you turn them back into actual items. That's so kind of smart. It's oh, a very weird yeah. situation, but honestly, I think it works quite well. I yeah, I think it's kind of smart, the- honestly. Yeah. Chicken wings, though. That's Yo, bad. I'm hungry now. What the, <laughs> what the f? Miss? Fine, like, call dude. them. Actually, you know what people usually use them for? And it's for uh, lobster. Because lobster is one of the main healing items, so you have cooked lobster. But they have like you Yo, fill up your inventory, and then no, you have just notes. want a lobster roll. What the hell? Is? <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta piggyback on what TL said. TL was like, I think the items for quests should be linked in your journal, not in your inventory. I'm a proponent yeah. of that too. Yep. Yeah. Same. I'm also a big yeah. proponent of something that World of Warcraft started implementing a long time ago, which is like they would basically like in your quest log on your screen, they put the item. They would put it in the quest, like kind of off to the side, so you could literally click on it on your screen. Yeah. Just like if you had to use it, yeah. that was a, a huge lovely quality of life change. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. I was so glad when they bought that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Final Fantasy Online does that as well. Yeah, like they yeah. would put that icon for you, just drag. Mm-hmm. When my friend told me about it, this is revolutionary. Yeah. Why is it this in every game? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV goes a step further because they have their their armory inventory, which is yeah. separate mm. from all the items. So any new gear that you get goes into the armory inventory, yeah. uh, which allows you to basically 
and they give you so much. Like they, I have never need to, um, like clean it out. Yeah, I've never need to clean out my inventory. I've never need to sell anything. I just have it all there. It, it's it's actually ridiculous how much they give you. It kind of defeats the point of it. To be brutally honest, they go to the the extreme with that. But there you go. That's what they decided to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, we actually had like a ton of feedback related to crafting that I think we're probably gonna be rolling over into the next one. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to jump in here and tie some of the. Uh, oh man, that was actually one of yours, Miss. I'm gonna try to tie some of these uh, points uh, back into yesterday's discussion. So um, one thing that Dell had said was uh, active for me. Something that we control and passive. So basically talking about, uh, oh, talking about the active versus like passive block system, saying when you have a mage class block will be associated with a magical barrier, uh, how my HP is and how it reacts versus different types of damage. Um, I actually, you know, heavy class, he starts to tie this into uh, gear types as well, right? Talking about like light class, medium class, like heavy class with a heavy class having like a higher HP for block, harder to destroy. Um, so basically like block reacting differently based on armor type or, you know, you could even look at like damage mitigation type, depending on how skills and buffs and things work in the game. Um, yeah. Uh, so then we have one around. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Jesus. Oh, man, there's just too much. This is what happens when I type things in in a bit of a cluster. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to tie in. Oh, oh, this is another good one about bags. So this one came from Happy Mill saying uh, this was actually within the past 24 hours saying uh, if a character had a weight limit and then a bag container had a size limit, focusing on gear, et cetera, impacting the character weight and also playing a role in the usefulness of your inventory. So this is interesting because he also talked about how uh, this would create an interesting line in regard to specialization or augmentation. Like that sounds great in theory, but that also sounds like that'd be a, like a like it sounds fun, but it sounds like it would be really difficult to implement it in the in an MMORPG. What do you guys yeah, think? That's the point of that. I mean, the again, the only game that I know that does that is uh dark souls where if you have like a certain amount of weight on your character like you're wearing certain uh amount of armor weight then your dodge roll is severely reduced Mm -hmm. and you you get what's called the slow roll so if any of you've watched a dark Souls speed run you'll see they run around mostly naked because that gives you the fastest Mm -hmm. and the furthest rolling i don't know how you would implement that effectively in an mmo setting so it, it's it's a really weird thing i don't know it's just i don't know what to say man like every answer i can give from now on is just keep it simple stupid like <laughs> yeah again why add to it why put especially why put something that might like affect the player's quality of life just for shits and giggles just because some games do it you know so learmont brought this up said i have have some concern about aoc and needing to have housing to have extra storage sounds like housing is limited so those unable to get a house in a node basically have less storage well actually learmont there's freeholds 
And that's something that's kind of a universal thing for the player. Limited, yeah. yeah, that's like something you can have now. The in node housing is limited. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to read one of Barrows's. So we're going to actually tie a lot of this stuff here. Uh, there was one thing Cheryl brought up too, talking about weight distribution system. If you were to have it, talking about a belt versus a bag decreasing a weight by X amount. So like basically my takeaway from that was that the different bag types could decrease your weight limit by a certain amount if you had it. So it almost reminds me of like a hybridization of the the bag slotting sort of system mixed with uh, a weight system. But I'm a big proponent of bags. I actually have always enjoyed how in World of Warcraft. Uh, oh, I loved it. As, as somebody who, who you know, does your weaving, you know, does cloth gear, like one of the, a, a perk. You know, I think we talked about this before. In some it of gives the, them a job, right? Yeah. Like, it gives them something to do. Specialization. Plus, do you remember when you, do you guys remember for those who played World of Warcraft and mm-hmm. all the way to like, let's say Endgame? uh in classic i guess um was when you reach like max level and you get one of your friends or someone in the city who's a weaver and they make you that purple slash pink bag that's basically like the biggest bag you could get at the time and when you filled your your whole like i think we had like five or four slots for bags and you fill all yeah. of them one at a time, like once every like two weeks. I just they added one. They were super expensive. I was just like, okay, so I finished my raid. I have this much gold. I'm going to buy one this week. So I bought one. And then when you open your like all your bags at the same time, and you just saw like this amount of free space that opened up in your inventory, it was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. And it gave a job to the weavers, which would be the same thing. In ashes, it would give a job to the tailors if they want to make if they can make bags. But if we go with the weight system, how are you gonna do that? The bag is lighter, it makes things it makes you squat so you can lift more things. Like, no, I don't like the weight system, it's dumb. And then you have this thing where like Oh yeah, like it, it, it gets into real ridiculous numbers. Like in three years, it's just like, oh yeah, dude, my character can weigh like six hundred pounds of stuff in his bags. It's just like what? Archer doesn't like change. Yeah, can we can we just go with slots? Man, I love, I love the change show. when it's a, when it's a positive change. But that's like going with weight is not positive. You have these studios that did the weight system they're single players and they for eso for example and they decided to go with a slot system so it's for a reason these guys have experience and they had some of the best developers in the market and they went with the slot system it's for a reason um how are you gonna balance it out with trading then have a limited number of slots right i mean at the end of the day you yeah. gotta add complexity where it makes sense and where people are gonna get value and be interested by that complexity. Having to manage an inventory, it just makes me think back to those days of Ultima Online when you would, you know, mess with somebody and trade them a bunch of crap and then they couldn't move. Right? I mean, I just, I, it just weight just doesn't make sense in a massive multiplayer experience. It's fine and yeah. good in a single player experience. Or, you know, that's part of the game. But I, yeah. I think 
you just need to focus your attention as a game designer on what's going to give the players the most value out of the game without creating, you know, just something for them to manage or it being a gold sink. And yeah. <clears throat> much love to Woodship in chat for the 25 emotes being shared with the community here in chat. 1500 bits. Much appreciated, homie. Thank you very much, friend. A true pathfinder. True pathfinder, man. Mom. Every every one of you here, every one of you that contributes, like your time, your questions, your thoughts, your laughter, all of that, man. You're all pathfinders, whether you're on the show or not. Remember that. So you help carry the torch, you know. Uh, I wanted to there were a couple things I, I had asked about um, on the Reddit and, you know, here here in the community about things that we were skeptical about regarding or like related to regarding Ashes and its development uh, in the past that maybe have been resolved or just generally speaking, ones that whether they have or haven't, even ones that we currently might still have to start it off. I'm going to read a couple from chat or not from chat, but yeah. from the community members here who had kind of gave us some. So leverage had, uh, was here yesterday, talked about naval con con content, kind of, if it'll work, um, how that that's gonna, um, how that's gonna scale, how it's all going to work. Um, if it's going to be like a game inside of a game, kind of things like that. A Ronin who had contributed all the subs that we got uh, gifted out yesterday and today, Ronan had talked about the player animations looking wonky, was skeptical. Um, the UI font was uh, something small. Wanted to, can we lose the aerial font, please? Is what he said. Uh, <laughs> uh, server stability was a big one. Things related to crashes, lag spikes, uh, the XP debt system. Um, big, big, big uh, thing that they kind of mentioned that Ronan had mentioned was really loving the direction the art style is going now. Um, and I know that even Cheryl, uh, who is one of my mods here, had talked about uh, yesterday was how they're going to plan handle player disconnects, something related to, you know, whether, if it's in combat, like, you know, how's that going to work? You know, if it's purposeful versus if it's uh, due to the system, uh, if there's going to be something like a deserter debuff. So I thought that was a really good point, too. But anyway, you know, my main one has been that the, I'm, I'm big on the combat system and the environment, right? And yeah. on both parts, on both counts, I feel like they've been making leaps and bounds on that. Being mm -hmm. as objective as I can, I know I'm biased. I love this game. I want it to be great, right? But I would like to think I'm pretty honest in my feedback. So far, I'm seeing pretty good, consistent changes. But still hopeful, a little skeptical uh, in terms of the, the combat system and the hybrid combat system. What about you guys? Uh, and, and I yeah, go ahead. Go uh, no, oh. you go ahead. Oh, you're too <laughs> kind to me, buddy. No, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I feel the same thing, the, the same as you, Sim. Uh, I was skeptical about two things. Uh, I remember watching a video made by Crowjack. Crow. Um, Crow! Uh, where he was talking about one thing that he didn't like in Ash's creation, and it was not the art style. He said the game looked absolutely fantastic in terms of like design and art style. And that was a while ago. Uh -huh. But one thing that was bothering him was the color palette of the game, which he showed that like just with like a simple filter on a video editing thing, like a or reshade. Did you have any yeah. like an ESO? And wow, you could make that game 
gorgeous, like popping with colors. And it was just fantastic. And then it was showing, showing side by mm-hmm. side the actual footage we got. And it looked kind of drab. And I started seeing it more and more. And I was like, damn, I kind of agree with Crowjack. That game looks kind of drab. Their color, the colors are like washed a lot. Like there are some colors that really pop, but I, I, I'm more about ESO is very drab as in World of Warcraft pops in terms of colors. It's very cartoony in terms of colors, which is very pleasing to the eye which is very important for someone if they're going to play for six hours in a day. Um, and I was skeptical about it. And I've noticed in the, um, the, 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 the video we had from Alpha One, uh, like the one hour long where they fight the dragon at the end, mm-hmm. uh, the colors really improved. Yeah. It started looking a lot better, a lot more. Like It was popping a lot more, which looked really fun to me. Uh, the other thing was combat, and it was during APOC where I was very skeptical about combat because I felt like I was just swinging my halberd around and I wasn't hitting anybody. Uh, or <laughs> when I was hitting someone, it just felt like they had the same mass as the air. So like it didn't feel like there was a difference. And then they started showing a video uh, during a podcast where when you were hitting the target the weapon slowed down on contact with the target and the camera shook a little bit and you heard a noise and it kind of brought me back to like those scenes or like those videos that you see of uh, black desert online where the combat is very impactful because mm-hmm. there's that like stop animation when you hit someone, which is very important. And I, it feels like they're working in the they're going in the right direction for the Ashes Creation combat. I haven't been able to test it out yet. The only thing that I'm skeptical about, but I need to test myself, is the time to kill. Uh, there are games that do it well uh, in PvP and PvE. There are games that do it horribly in PvP, like ESO with the prog gear that you can literally one shot someone by not even looking at your screen or they're so tanky that it's going to take 57 years to kill them. So like, I feel like I need to test it out uh, to see for myself, but it's the only thing that I'm kind of like iffy about for ashes, but that's all about testing and feedback, right? That's what alpha one is for. I mean, time to kill that can be just tweaked by numbers. That's not really. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we can't really estimate anyway, because We've seen maybe a quarter of the complete combat system. Like, we've only seen three out of the eight classes available. We've seen no augmentation at all and how that's going to affect things. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen a lot of the action combat elements either. So I I think trying to judge the combat as it is right now is is kind of pointless. I mean, I'm not judging the combat. I'm judging the state of what they're showing us of the combat and i've noticed a big improvement in it but i know it's not a finished product like i <laughs> yes so pvp is perfectly balanced <laughs> you damn troll luca uh, luca <laughs> <laughs> like oh, i know that i know the combat isn't finished but i feel like it's important to judge it right now because if nobody ever judges it like they're never gonna improve it yeah, it's a good point, though, too, because I think sometimes when you've got like a show like this and people are going, 
you know, you get feedback as people on a show where you're having criticisms. Like even I make criticisms of people that have like a perspective related to a game that's uh, in early development that's not even out yet. Like saying, hey, you can't really pass judgment. But I think passing judgment on something as a finished product is very different than uh, having some like uh, perspectives related to Oh, a Sim Rant. That's funny. Incoming. <laughs> they redeemed channel points, which is Sim Rants. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it is true, okay? It, sometimes it's it's easy to, like, have the perspective that, you know, this is uh, not a very rational way to look at it. But I think having speculation or, like, taking something as an example as we are able to even perceive it now and having, like, discussion points around that can be very beneficial in terms of, you know, the game's development, because they could take that feedback about what the player base or the growing player base, uh, what their perception is around these different systems or or what's been showcased so far as it currently stands. And then that helps them to make, you know, better decisions uh, related to where they want to be with the game and, and how the community is kind of reacting to it. Yeah, I see. Oh. I see your perspective, Sim. Mm. But also, if you're able to compare it to a different type of product, it kind of also yeah. leads you mm-hmm. to a new product. In a sense. True, because true, like, true. Um, let, let's say you have. Well, we're, we're talking about like maybe like wafers, for example. Like take example, like you're trying to make your own KitKat, mm. and you have a, a competitor to KitKat. If you can see the standards of that product and see how it's made, you mm-hmm. kind of yep. take that fundamentals of those and try to improve upon it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are you no, saying Kit Kat? Why are you guys talking about food all the time? I am <laughs> so hungry, and you guys are just doing me like that. It's okay, Look, man. <laughs> Look, if you can't tell, Basil's closer to the ground, which means we're almost there. Yeah. Most of the end of the Pathfinder show for this week. But it's a good point. <laughs> it's important what you're comparing it to, because I think if you're looking at like that, those foundational core elements, yeah, sure. But if you're comparing it to like a game, because you want it to be like that game, then your perspective is a little. No, it's exactly. like, yeah. okay. I might sound a little bit racist when I say this. Oh, it's careful. like every other comedian. That says, okay, do you know that one Chinese dude who goes and walks into the store and takes pictures of everything and just goes back home and makes it? It's kind of just the same thing. It's kind of the same fundamentals uh, when it comes to the core. <laughs> well, it's, kind of, it's kind of like all those MMOs back in the days when um, WoW had WoW was like number one in the charts. They still are. But like when it was in the news with how popular WoW was, and we had all these WoW clones games, and I'm not talking about games like, uh, like uh, you know, Swator <laughs> has been called a WoW clone just in a Star Wars setting. Like we're talking about real WoW clones that are basically called like World of Carcraft, basically, and it was based just like same coding and everything. Um, don't make your game. Don't take features to make your game the same as another right like just take what you think is good from different mmos and implement it into your game i think we talked about it like a few times in the past we're like yeah right like where everything has been done already and everything has been done well just find it take it implement it 
in all these MMOs that already exist. And if you might have the best MMO ever, if, if you do it well, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't yeah, need to course. be a clone. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I noticed too, cause I follow some, a uh, few other MMORPGs that are in development and that's like definitely something that I see happen within these, these games as they're developing is you'll notice a lot of people like kind of jump into it. And I, I, and I don't know if it's like an entitled gamer perspective or if it's that they see that this game is like small, like a small studio and it's developing and they think, well, maybe I can get this to be how I want it to be because, you know, it's something in this other game. And so you'll kind of see them making comparisons to these other games and kind of being like, you should do it like this. You should do it like that. Trying to get these developers that have this, you know, philosophy for what their game's going to be and trying to get them to like almost change it. And I just like, man, that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough. Like as a developer, right. Yeah. To see, to see like how hard sometimes people even try to get you to change your vision. Yeah. They, they gotta stay true to their vision, but at the same time, you always have to listen to feedback, yeah. which then becomes very difficult, especially in like a PR standpoint, because if they change something major about the game, you're going to get a part of the population is going to be like, Oh, you listen to the care bears. What the hell dude? <laughs> Yeah, like we're never gonna make it to where you can change your alliance in a game. That'll never happen. <laughs> can you? I wish I could like zoom the entire stream on like Sim's eyes as he said that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he has a, he has a red glow behind him. That's the thing, you know. It's like... <laughs> What? He's going you can't to hide it, Sam. You can't hide it. Welcome to New World Development by Woodchip. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, they, yeah. they they made their bed and Man. then they tried to weasel out of it. it yeah. And like, like it that. happened with Intrepid Studios as well. Like I think we all remember here a, a quote that said, We are not gonna be on Steam. Ooh, I oh, said, yeah. I knew you were going there. Apocalypse went to Steam, and you don't want to get, you don't want to even, you don't want to even like type Ashes of Creation in Steam. Your computer is going to burn with oh, the negative man. reviews without even clicking. Boy, Daedalus, remember oh, them days? Can we not go back there? Can we not? I'm just like starting to feel like, I'm starting to feel some kind of. Is that my wait? I've been doing cardio. Oh, my, That's my, not my a heart attack, arms right? Harding. Oh my god, I can't feel my. Ugh. Uh, next, <laughs> next on Ashes Pathfinders, the funeral of Seamorg. What? <laughs> oh man, uh, knock on wood. I gotta like not. I need that. Get out of here with that darkness energy. What? <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. What? What? What, what, what were you gonna say, Miss? Um, it's about. Sorry, what? Yeah. Okay. So next week we've got a, a lot of discussion around crafting. I think. Oof, man. There's like a lot of good discussion points around this. And uh, yeah, we haven't really talked about crafting in a minute. Not not like not like really digging into uh, some of the things we've talked about, just not in the most recent past talking about, you know, looking at how you can have a fishing shack on like your freehold. There's a lot of things we can kind of start to tie in now. So mm. definitely, definitely good discussion points. And uh, I don't know, maybe next week's episode will be called The Rising Horde. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a bunch of books stacked up behind me just so you guys feel bad about it. You probably <laughs> won't, though. 
<laughs> they enjoy my suffering. It's fine. But anyway, guys, we've uh, we're all waiting for the next stuff and things to come out from a Trevor Studio. How awesome would it be to get some more like video snapshots of something? It'd be great. But I kind of have a feeling this month's going to be a little bit more slow paced. So put on their here theory crafting hats, friends, Pathfinders. Mm -hmm. It's time to go full ashes Pathfinder on some of the upcoming episodes. Why is it so quiet in here? Okay, it's fine. We're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. No, that's as far as it goes. Director's letter kind of like marked the beginning of July for me. And I'm just like, it's going to be so slow this month. Yeah. Nothing's going to be happening this month. We're not going to get Leader of Men in Alpha 1 this month, which means we're probably not going to get another like long video, long gameplay video this month. That's I'm just it. so depressed, dude. What the fuck? Honestly, I kind of How expect it. I expect July to be a bit slow. I do. Because I think if they're going to really try to push it to where August, we're going to get another potential test with more people jumping in. Like, they're probably going to be hunkered down pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we get new cosmetics. Look, I'm not. I, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Show my van build. <laughs> Can we just not? How, why does everybody call me a traitor, Templar slash Paladin man? Ah, I kind of uh, am. I'm with that. <laughs> First world problems, right, Woodchip? Hey, everybody! It's been a beautiful show as always. It's always a great time. I look forward to these every week. It's always a good time on the Ashes Pathfinder show, and we'll be back next time to pick up talk about some of the artisan discussion points that we collected there's a whole page of them honestly probably don't need any more but i'm probably gonna ask some questions specific to that to get more uh feedback from the community prior to this uh upcoming show and uh gentlemen let's uh shout out your your stuff and things your places where people can find you where your domains are where you reign daedalus all right you can find me on twitter at the ashen herald uh, and also on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Ashen Herald. There you go, Faisal. You can find me at Twitch, Faisal108, and at Twitter, uh, at Bagel108. That's right. Pasha. Guys, I'm back on Twitch. Mm -hmm. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Pasha TV. I stream every Sunday and Friday. You can find me there. Uh, and of course, you can find me right here on twitch.tv slash Simorg every Sunday evening for the Ashes Pathfinder episode. And Wandering Mist. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Wandering Mist. Easy way to find it if you are on the Ashes official Discord or in fact any of the Discords, right click my name. Click profile and you can find my link to my YouTube channel there. Nice and easy. With related to the uh, crafting stuff, I am actually in the process of making a crafting-related MMORPG video that Ooh. should be coming out this week. So, nice. nice. That. We're going to be talking nice. about that. Totally mm -hmm. not plans. Yeah, and I'm and I'm <laughs> going to. <laughs> oh, it's only funny because of what we talked about before today started. So, also. Everyone, if you're listening to this, please, you know, on iTunes, Spotify, you can check out this show, both of those places, give it some love, download it, share it, you know, whatever. Check our Twitter out. The show Twitter is at 
Ashes, Pathfinder. You can drop a comment in Discord. Um, I'm actually going to make an Ashes Pathfinder channel under our um, category in the Discord here on discord.gg forward slash Seymour. You can join our Discord here. Uh, there's a lot of stuff and things there for Ashes of Creation. You can call and leave a message for the show or any of us at 1539-664-6801. You can drop a comment like Barrows did, telling us what you think of the show, any feedback, anything you'd like to see covered, discussed, talked about. Um, you can also leave an email at uh, ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And as always, you can catch us here 5 p.m. CDT every Sunday, like clockwork. And please, 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 I know you all follow this place. Be sure to show all of our round table Pathfinder members some love. Go check them out. Hang out with them. Give them a hard time. Uh, show them some lights justice for me. That'd be great. Thanks, friends. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap this one up. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Pathfinders, you rock. Much love. We'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Bye. Good night, all.